Hi, friends, and welcome to True Presence for Catholic Moms. My name is Kelsey Pascarell, and my mission is to help you design your days on purpose with the Lord. So today, we're going to dive into some of the common pitfalls that make it hard for us to be present parents. Hey there, Mama. This is True Presence, the podcast where Catholic moms like you and me learn to be embodied souls. St. Catherine of Siena said, Be who you were meant to be, and you will set the world on fire. In the midst of hurry, worry, and social media, we're doing a 180 and focusing on real presence, communion, connection, natural living, and bringing eternity into our hearts and homes. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, friends. If you want to get your schedule under control this year, if you've been feeling frazzled and wondering how to fit it all in, and you just want to make sure that you have the bandwidth for presence this school year, I want to invite you into the True Presence course right now so you can go ahead and jump straight into designing your intentional routines for your beautifully unique family. All you have to do is head to the link in the show notes and you'll find everything that you need right there. My just-turned-two-year-old absolutely loves just walking up the stairs right now. And so I was following along behind him, pondering this question of what it means to be a present parent. We were just going so slowly, you know, his little legs as he climbed each step and delightedly counted out loud, one, two, seven, eight just think little two-year-olds do. And that's all he wanted of me right then in that moment was to walk up the stairs with him. And I was thinking about how it was in one sense so easy to just walk up the stairs with him, but in another sense, it was really difficult. There wasn't anything really measurable I was accomplishing. There was no box getting checked off of my to-do list by walking up the stairs with him. But I could see how much it mattered to him that I was there with him, how much delight that brought him and how loved he felt, how affirmed he felt in just his being worth mama's time and attention. So what does it really mean to be a present parent? Well, I think we want to go back to our Lord's example. When we talk about the true presence of our Lord, what are we talking about? When we're in the presence of our Lord, the Eucharist, we're reminded of the incarnation because there before us is not just our Lord in the spirit, but also his body and blood. And the incarnation really shows us God's great love for us, that he who didn't have to take on flesh and blood chose to. And he was coming down to our level to become human for us. We have to get down to our kids' level, just like our Lord came to ours. You know, the gap between God and man has to be so much larger than the gap between parent and child. And so just imagine how unhurried he must be, how patient he must be. Can you imagine what it must feel like to God to walk up the stairs holding our hand? How small and slow we must seem to him compared to his infinite vastness to be willing and able to do that for us. And how we can copy that 
in the way that we are with our children. But it's not easy, right? It's not easy in this world where we're just constantly bombarded by all the things that need to be on our plate that we are supposed to be responsible for. It can be so hard to slow down and to give our children our full attention. It really takes a lot of preparation. You know, most of us don't just wake up one day and have that level of patience and that ability to really focus on our kids. We're so often caught up in distractions that it could be really hard to maintain that level of love and patience and energy. And I want to start by sharing a story with you from when we were first moving into our house, which was about six years ago. All right. So we're moving into this house. It was our first house that we were buying and we were so excited. It had land. It had all these things that we'd been dreaming of. It was near my parents. And we were so excited because we're like, okay, we're going to get chickens. We're going to do all these things that we'd always wanted to with a yard. If we'd come from the city, we'd had a postage stamp size, you know, yard that we shared with our landlord who lived in the basement. <laughs> and so it was going to be really good. But to our shock, there was no internet and no cell service at our new house. And we didn't know this going in. We, there was supposed to be internet. We knew the cell service was pretty bad, but it hadn't been uh, quite as obvious how bad exactly it was going to be. To get cell service, we had to press our phones against this one window in the house, and we'd sometimes get messages, but usually if we wanted to do anything like make a phone call, that meant climbing the hill next to the house. And the internet, we were supposed to have internet, but the wiring was old. So like, I'm not even kidding when I say like a month after we moved in, the internet just stopped working. And it was about 11 months before we got it up and functional. And so we're living in the modern world without internet. And I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. I didn't really know anybody except my family. So I would get the news from my husband bringing it home from work, basically. It was like living in a cabin with my kids for all that time. I didn't really know anybody. We didn't really know where to go, what to do. And it was absolutely so rustic. We, it, was, it was quite the adventure. But at the time, we had recently become Catholic and I was still trying to figure out, I'd come across all these concepts of this vocation of motherhood and I was really trying to deep dive into what it meant to be a mom. My kids were still little. My oldest was four. And I thought to myself, okay, well, I know that my cell phone's been a problem. I know I've been on Facebook too much and this is distracting me from my vocation. So this is obviously a sign from God that it's time for me to get that habit under control. And he's provided the means to do it in a very simple and obvious way. I can't even get online if I want to. and so. If you can imagine this, I have a four-year-old, I have a two-year-old, I have a newborn, I don't really know anybody. And all of a sudden, I didn't really know what to do with myself. Because if you've ever noticed this, usually what we do when we're pulling out our cell phone is it's something we're trying, we're trying to escape something in our lives. And particularly, we're trying to escape overwhelm. So I found I didn't have my phone anymore 
but it didn't actually stop me from wanting to escape. It didn't cure the escapism in my life. I would just have to find other ways to do it because at the root of it was not knowing how to handle all the overwhelm of motherhood. You know, so often we try to pour all of ourselves and all of our time and all of our effort into motherhood, but that's not all of who we are. We are also a child of God. We are also a wife. We have other roles that we play. And so the first mistake we make is forgetting that we have all those other roles, that we're not just one-dimensional, and we don't manage our time taking all those other roles into account. We need to look at our life, at our schedule, and say, where have I put in time to simply be a child of God? Where have I put in time to be a wife? Where have I put in time for all these other things that matter too? I hosted a challenge last Lent where I did an audio course for moms who wanted to give up social media and excessive phone use. And during that time, we talked a lot about how things like overwhelm and imbalances in our scheduling lead us to do what's called fubbing, phone snubbing for our kids, and how important it is to go into each day with a plan in place for how we spend our time. First of all, so that things are in balance between all those roles in our life. And second, so that we're not in constant decision-making mode. Because constant decision-making is so exhausting, and it's one of the main sources of overwhelm. And the other thing that's going on is we're constantly trying to sneak in these moments of rest, these breaks, these escapes, because we haven't actually been intentional about scheduling in that time in a fruitful way, in a productive way, in a healthy way ahead of time. You know, mamas have to charge their batteries sometimes. If we look at the example of the saints and even of our Lord, finding time to be alone, to pray, to retreat, and to rest is essential. And that preparation time is something that we absolutely have to reserve, that we need to find a way to make time for. I think this can be so hard as moms, right? Especially if we don't have a village or we don't have a supportive spouse, which many of us don't. I understand that. But what happens when we don't find the time proactively to do that preparation is that we then find it reactively. And that's what escapism is. That's why I was still trying to escape when I didn't have the internet. I was still finding other ways because I hadn't figured out how to get ahead of that, how to be proactive in meeting my own needs. So I want to give you a couple ideas for that. First of all, there's so many ways to be intentional about when we have that time, even if we don't have childcare help. We can build an afternoon quiet time into our schedule. My kids call this turtle time. And everybody's supposed to take at least an hour and they sit on their beds or they go to different rooms and they just do quiet activities by themselves. And I take that time while the baby's napping, while like older kids are having the quiet time. And I do all sorts of things during that time. I journal, I read, I just take a break and refresh. Even when we don't have help, there's often opportunities out there for finding it. There's things like gyms that have childcare or Mother's Day out programs. 
Or maybe there's a very lonely mom whose children have all grown up at your parish who's just waiting to be asked for help. Where your children would be a blessing to her just as much as she would be a blessing to you. On the other hand, maybe your spouse could be more of a help, but you just don't feel like he could because he's not as good with the kids as you are. Sometimes our husbands just need that opportunity to learn and figure out their own way of parenting. Sometimes we don't give them that chance to learn and grow into that role. And so we actually take on way more of the childcare than we need to when they're willing and they want to learn it and could if they were given the opportunity. Sometimes there's other issues why we don't want to let our children be watched by someone else. Maybe we're breastfeeding and we're really irreplaceable in that sense. But I want to tell you what happens if that's you and you're burned out is it actually affects your milk supply. You might find your baby's cluster feeding a whole lot more because you're just not producing as much. When if you could take two hours and go out of the house, sit down and eat a nice meal without anyone bothering you so you can actually focus on it, you'd come back nourished and more easily nourish your own child. But when we're proactive with this time, when we are making sure that we have that rest, that prayer, that preparation time, or even just time for processing our thoughts and our feelings so that our brains have a little more room and our hearts have a little more room, it can make such a huge difference in our ability to be present. Even Mother Teresa, if you look at her rule of life, you'll see she spent, I think it was like eight or nine hours each day between chores and caring for the poor. But the rest of the time she spent on things like prayer and rest. She even had tea time scheduled in. When was the last time you had a tea time? This is Mother Teresa. She lived a life that was very intentional in the way she spent her time and very impactful. And we as moms, we have to be just as careful with how we design our day. Let's talk about the second pitfall. Sometimes we let productivity compete with presence. So one of the biggest things that gets between us and being present parents is this overemphasis on productivity, especially when we build our sense of worth on our productivity. Now, this is the true heart of the Mary-Martha struggle. Guys, the reason I can say this, the reason I bring this up is because this has always been one of my biggest personal struggles. So I want to be really transparent about that. I have to do this work constantly of refocusing and bringing myself down out of that self-worth trap on how much I accomplish, meaning how much I'm worth. Because that's disordered. And by disordered, I mean that my priorities in that circumstance, aren't aligned with God's priorities. And we can have that happen to us with our time management. Now, to counter this, I have to say, I absolutely love, love, love St. Therese for her little way. She said, our Lord does not look at so much at the greatness of our actions, nor even at their difficulty, but at the love with which we do them. There are so many good things that we can fill our time with. You know, it's not usually a question of, are we choosing to do something sinful? It's so often a question of, we've put too many good things into our schedule, especially in this time and world of all the social media and all the comparison. 
there's so many good ideas out there and they really are good. You know, I see these homeschool programs that have so many adventures in them, science experiments and art projects, and there's a lot of good things we can do. Anything could be good. We could be cleaning, reading to our children, working on our jobs, taking the kids to extracurriculars, giving the baby a bath. But it isn't the actual thing we are doing that is really what matters or how much of it we get done. That's not how the Lord looks at it and decides if we spent our time well. What he looks at is the love with which we are doing these good things. And one of the beautiful things about the little way is that it reminds us that no matter how big or small the things we are, we can offer those up and they are all valuable. It is just as valuable to pause and kiss that boo-boo as it is to finish the project. St. Francis de Sales, I love this quote by him. He says, never be in a hurry. Do everything quietly and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything whatsoever, even if your whole world seems upset. The little way is how to do this. We get upset and ruffled when we aren't meeting our goals. When our baby dumps out that basket of toys that we just cleaned up, we can look at that two ways. First, we can look at it and we can say, oh man, it's a step backwards. My work is being undone. And that feels so defeating. Or we can put on the little way glasses from St. Therese and we can see, actually, our purpose is much bigger than that. Right now, in this moment, I'm going to scoop that baby up and I'm going to love on them and I will move at their pace and we'll put it away again together. And we'll do that in such a loving and slow and peaceful way because that's what I'm being called to do right now. Doing this again is actually a part of my sainthood journey and my child's sainthood journey. It's not a step backwards at all. It's just another opportunity. Or how differently would you respond to what seems like a setback? It's just another opportunity. And sometimes... It just feels like everything is too much. We just become so aware of how inadequate we are to meet all the needs of our children at the same time. You know the days I'm talking about, like when you get home late at night and everybody's melting down at the same time because they're all overtired and you're outnumbered. You just become aware of the fact that that's something impossible. And so this is actually going to bring me to my final point, which is the most important. And that's that one of the biggest obstacles to being present is trying to do it on our own. And we do this all the time. And we think it all depends on me. My kid's future depends on me. My, you know, whatever it is, my husband's happiness depends on me. My children's health depends on me. But it's a lie. These things don't all depend on us. So the third mistake is trying to do it all on our own. We cannot, on our own power, learn to be present moms. We can't. We don't have that capacity. We don't have that capacity for just emotional reasons. We don't have that capacity for the energy that it takes. We don't have the capacity for that love that it absolutely needs. What we need is we need our Lord's help because he has all the love we could ever need to give. And when we're thinking about presence, 
and we're thinking about our Lord's presence, that is our true beacon and guide. That is our true example and also our source of all the grace that we need to do it. And so when we're making mistakes, when we are struggling with this, just know that we can at any time stop, hit the reset button, place yourself in the presence of God. And it's just about that constant awareness of our Lord's presence, because when he is with us, we can be so calm. We can stop acting like everything we do depends on us, that the success of all of our ventures or the future of our children is on our shoulders. Because it's not. It's one of the other things I love about St. Therese is how she was just so aware of how little she was. She called herself the little flower. And that's how we all can be. And we're so little, we're so small, but he's so big, so we don't need to be. We don't need to be great and big and huge and powerful and strong. We just need to completely surrender to his will, to lean on him and trust in his strength to carry us through and help us on this journey. And so those are the real secrets of presence. It's so much easier than it seems, and yet still so difficult, isn't it? But bit by bit, we can learn it. All right, friends, if you liked this episode, one of the ways that we can get more awesome guests on this show is if you leave a review. So scroll to the bottom of this episode where the reviews are and hit those stars and then write me a little message about what your favorite episode was. I promise to read every single review and keep trying to get you the guests and information that helps you through this mission of motherhood. Uh